Good morning. All right. All right, I'm going to pastor today. <laughs> As if there was something else I'm going to do. I'm going to pastor. It's nice to know you're in your call. Yeah, cause less conflict when I interact with you, when I know who I am. Yeah, yeah, see that? That's a, that's a lot of times the problems with a lot of us in our relationships. We don't know who we are. Yeah. Every time I hear that scripture, the love scripture, there's always something that jumps out. And today it was when I was a child. Uh-uh, y'all missed it. He just said it right off the bat. When I was a child, <laughs> I did childish things. And I, you know, you're either going to love me or you're going to love me. See, I didn't even put the other thing in there. And you need to be reminded how we're supposed to behave and act with one another. Yeah? See, see, y'all in real, y'all in real love right now. Yeah. I like to listen. I like to listen. And that part when he was reading when I was a child, I put away childish things. I, I made a choice to put away childish things. That means everything that goes along that children do, like attitude, behavior. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing like a selfish adult. Come on. See, the, the Bible said that this is good for you. Correction and, re, and reproof. This is good. You grow in this area. It's always a child trying to change the role of the parent to the child. Or the sheep and the shepherd. See, you just, if, if I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. And you should want to be with somebody to tell you the truth. Yeah? You don't want nobody just lying to you, do you? Just to make you feel good, then there's no change. You have to make a choice to change. And you let circumstances and situations change you. Yeah? Oh, I'm in the Word now. Instead of really understanding our relationship. How it's supposed to be. Every relationship will be tested and tried to see if it's true. See, it's what you're professing to be true. So be careful when you say, I love you. Every circumstance to prove that you don't will show up. I'm faithful. Or every circumstance is going to show up to see if you are faithful. If I'm committed, every circumstance is going to show up to see if I'm committed. If I'm matured, I'm saying I'm mature, I'm not a baby anymore. Every circumstance is going to come up to see where your maturity is. Yeah? How come we act like we don't know that? We, we don't because we treat each other still the same way. I'm just saying, I mean, does it take 12 people 
for the community to come together to lose their lives? Does it take that many? Hmm. We're going to have a prayer visual now. We should have been praying. We do. We should have been praying. See? Now we're going to come together. Well, the portal, the door was open up. Who want to go with me? It's supernatural. If you, if you just want to stay on the surface and stay right there. But see, they, they have you to think that you have an enemy. You have an adversary. There are principalities, powers, wickedness, and high places all around you. All the time. How could this happen? So portals will open up. Well, it was, you know, something in the water. It certainly was. I don't care. So, but, but see, I'm not, I'm not going to bow down to man. I'm going to worship God. No, a gate was open. A door was open. And on the day they, they say it was 12 that was dead, right? I was talking with staff about that yesterday. It's 12. And familiar, that's the number of government. Well, where was it at? And anything the enemy does, he requires blood. People don't, yeah. How could this happen? See, but if you're just natural, I didn't say that's what it, I'm just saying it could be. You just add up things. Yeah. You, <laughs> but nobody really wants to believe that. How could this happen in our town? It's been happening. If people getting murdered right in here with your mouth, you murder people. Okay. When I was a child, I thought like a child. What a child do when they get mad? They they do what? They do what? They get angry, don't they? And then they do what? They you you talk to them, they doing what? They what? That's a child. When, when you don't talk, when I'm asking you a question, you don't talk, that's a child. <laughs> you got to make them talk. That's a child. I told you, you got 40-year-old children. I'm serious, though. What if that was you at your job and the bullet came to you, had your name on it, and you not speaking to your spouse? What would you do? How would you handle that before God? I'm just saying. Or you in disarray with, you know, a co-worker. Oh, how about this one? You mad at God. Because people get mad. I'll be trying to figure that one out. How do you get mad at God? See, that is, that is the will of man has no fear. See, it's like the old saints. They, they, I love it because they just tell you, you're going straight to hell. They do. <laughs> With your attitude and what you're doing, you're going straight to hell. 
That's what, that's the, that's what they need now. They, you know, they just want to be nice and everything's just nice and friendly. Happy church. My pacifier, where's, where's your child? He got a little thing on there, a little pacifier. We, we need to just pass some of them out. Because we had just like that. It's good teaching. Okay. I mean, because we, we act like we don't see the elephant in the room. We just want to act like we don't. I can't preach around that thing. I can't preach around that. Man, if he would came and your number was up, what, where would you be right now? No, no, right now. Where would you be? How much worship and hallelujah you got? The recording angel got in the books for you. How many times that was said, raise your hand, stand up, and you didn't? See? Okay. Man has no fear of God. We got a lot of amens, but no fear of God. You got a lot of people come through the door, but still no fear of God. I mean, no fear. The Bible said that that man loves his life. And he refused to change. But to get eternal life, you have to lose your life. Hear what the prophet said? Her husband came home. This is how selfish we are. Because some of those husbands and wives didn't come home and ain't coming home. And you still sit there. No fear. You love your life. You love your life. And then what it is, you need to hear this because you're going to be accountable for what you hear when you die. Imagine that was you. You left home arguing with your wife or husband or whatever, and then you didn't make it home, or she didn't. Now, how are you going to live with that? Like you've been living all the while. No care, no concern. No fear of God. I'm fearful how I treat my wife. I'm fearful how I treat you and talk to you. Yeah? Some of you are not fearful how you even talk to me. No. But love is patient and it is kind. And, and I'm going to need you all to stop lying to me. Stop lying to me saying you're going to do this and you want my help and you don't do what I asked you to do. Let's just spring out lying. Quiet in here now. This is good. This is good. This is Bible. I just want to know, how come we don't have no fear to, to treat each other like we do? How come we don't have no fear to be faithful? Come when I want to come. Show up when I want to show up. I mean, how, how would we do that? And then when I come, I'm just got an attitude. 
What does it take? What does it take? What does it does it? You ain't moved by death, so I don't know what does it take for you to connect, to come alive. But you can sure get angry quick. I mean, but think about this. A man has no fear of death. He has no fear. I can walk this thing out, be in here, praise God, do everything, and still have no fear of death. Now, when I say no fear of death, I'm not afraid of death. I'm talking about if my heart ain't right and I die. If I'm my own God and I die. See, that right there, you have no fear because there's no change yet. How long does it take to change? How long does it take to change a tire? How long does it take to change your clothes? How long does it take to change? I'm working on it. He's working on me. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's already given you instruction. Except the man wills himself. That's how you can change just like that. You can open your mouth and say, hallelujah, just like that. <laughs> you can forgive just like that. Mm -mm -mm. Absolutely. <sighs> don't let a check show up in the mail, though. Don't let something that you desire in your flesh, don't let that happen. Can't sit you down. Anyway. That's good. couple of ways I want to go today. I'm trying to see which is the one first. We had a good men's fellowship yesterday, didn't we? I think we had a great men's fellowship yesterday. Good men's fellowship yesterday. We, we talked. We conversed. It's always, amen, it is good. So, let's have some... Uh, share a little bit. Women always want to know what did y'all do? <laughs> what was happening in there? Uh, basically, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help <laughs> the helpers. Because the woman is the helper. The woman of God is the helper. See, this is the thing. See, men, and when that woman, this is what they hate. When they, oh, did you do this? Did you go there? Did, did you put that over there? Did you, did you do this, what I asked you to do? You know, it's a lot of that. She's supposed to do that. You know why? Because she's trying to tell you, you need vision. She's trying to say, I need to see your vision. So I'm asking you these things. So I need, because I'm your helper. I'm your helper. Man needs help. That's why he created a helper. He didn't give you a bookshelf. He gave you a helper. Just saying, because we think sometimes our wives are inanimate objects. I told you, you don't know the purpose of a thing, you abuse it. 
And if you don't know your purpose, you abuse you. You will defile you. Yeah. Oh, man. She's designed to help you. She just want to know where we going. And when you're angry, I ain't going with you there. She don't want to go with you there. But you keep that. Come on. Go with me. No, nah, that's not where you want to go. And you need to find out the origin of your anger. I did. That was a way that he could get in. If you don't know how the enemy got in, you can't stop him from getting in. I was dealing with somebody, and I told him, this is when Satan entered you about me. Go ahead, Because I can see that. Mm, okay. I want to help us. Can I help just a little bit? Okay. Go to Proverbs. Now, we're going to go there, but I'm going to hang in Proverbs for a second. That's good. I'm glad. But it's not a reality to a lot of us yet. Mm -mm. Proverbs 19 and start at uh, 20. This is just a prelude. We, I just want to warm you up a little bit. Start with some wisdom. Amen. That's a good place to start. Amen. All right, 19 to 23. Come on, let's read this thing. Proverbs chapter 19, beginning at verse 20. Hear counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction, that you may be wise in the time to come. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. That which is desired in a man is loyalty and kindness. And his glory and delight are his giving. But a poor man is better than a liar. Listen to this. The reverent, worshipful fear of the Lord mm. leads to life. Mm. And he who has it rests satisfied. He cannot be visited with actual evil. Good gracious. Oh, Woo! See, this is why I asked the men to come to men's fellowship. But you can ignore it. But I'm going to show you why you ignore it. And why you don't apply this again. Unless faith comes by hearing. Hear counsel. Receive instruction. Come on. And what? And accept correction. Ah, oh, that's a beautiful thing right there. Accept my love. We were talking about fathers yesterday and the importance of fathers. Yeah. Mm. And I was telling them that a purpose of a man. Ask, where's the purpose? Where's your purpose at? In God. No, it's not in God anymore. He gave it to you. It's now in you, but it's in deep waters, the Bible says in Proverbs. 
and you have the ability to go deep and pull it out of you. But his purpose is in you. It's not in him now. It's in you. He placed it in you. This is why you have to know you. And you have to know your purpose. And your purpose is to worship and revere God. How are we doing on that? It shows. Come on, let's read this thing one more time. Hear counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction. That's a command. Amen? Go ahead. That you may be wise in the time to come. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. Stop. So you can have many ideas and what you think is this and for your life. But he just told you that what? But it's in the Lord's purpose for him. It's already in the Lord. Your purpose is there. But now I thought you I thought he was in you. Oh, you don't have to look far for your purpose. Come on. Verse 22. That which is desired in a man mm. is loyalty and kindness. Ooh. And his glory and delight are his giving. Stop. Stop. Read that part again because I don't know if the man is hearing this. That which is desired in a man. Stop right there. That which is desired in a man is what? Is loyalty and kindness. Loyalty to who? But don't she represent God? Okay. See, you're, you're wrong. Y'all better hope. Old Saint Saint, you're going to hell. No fear. Anybody want to, any man won't tell me why you had no fear of God. Any man want to raise their hand and tell me why you have no fear of God. Don't have fear now. <laughs> don't have fear now. Why don't you have fear of God? Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Hal. Hal says selfish. I guess there's the only man in here, huh? Why don't you have fear of God? You have pride. Okay, good. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. So everybody else don't have fear of God. Lack of wisdom. All right. So you're telling me your fear of God is in reverence. Because that's fear of God. It's quiet. That is not a trick question. They just won't say nothing. When you don't say nothing, you're still saying something. <sighs> they said, move on, Pastor, move on. I'm going to move on. Well, my fear of God or my lack, not reverence, it, it would be my ignorance. Mm. I hear you. Mm. This is why the preach word is so important. 
And that's why he said receive instruction. That was saying receive Torah, teaching and instruction for your life, which is the wisdom. But you have no fear, no reverence. You do what you want to do. Come on, read, read this thing. That which is desired in a man is loyalty mm. and kindness. kindness. And his glory and delight are his giving. Mm. But a poor man is better than a liar. <laughs> we want to crack that one open. A poor man is better than a liar. Poor in what? Spirit? I have an abundance of joy. I have an abundance of joy because my hope is in my salvation for eternal salvation. See, overrides everything. Oh, okay. Continue. Verse 23. The reverent. Here we go. Worshipful fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it rests satisfied. He cannot be visited with actual evil. Because I did what? Because I received instruction and correction? Okay. Oh, my God. Isn't that beautiful? Why is this always happening? Might want to read this. He cannot be visited by actual evil. Sin. Mm. Move on, Pastor. Move on. Move on. Go to Proverbs 9. <laughs> Let's go here. Got to start off some things with some wisdom. Amen. Go to Proverbs 9 8 through 9. Proverbs chapter 9 at verse 8. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. wiser. Teach a righteous man, one upright and in right standing with God, and he will increase in learning. You see why correction is important? <laughs> what, did y'all, did they, is this the Mandela effect? They just put that in there? They're like, what is the Mandela effect? <laughs> Read this again. See, this will help you deal with me. You know, the father figure. Come on. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate you. A scorner, a mocker. Go ahead. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Stop right there. Reprove, correct a wise man, and he will do what? Not get mad. Not get angry. Oh, I need you to identify this, who you are right now. Which man are you? Hmm? 
Which man are you? I know I'm saying man, but I need the women to look at this too. All right, got you. I heard you. I need that to be the women too. Mankind, how about we do that? You're like, you're just talking about me. Absolutely, because that's where it starts. Hello. I just don't understand. Oh, man. Come on, let's read this again. I need you to get this. I need y'all to get this. Okay? I'm still talking. This is how. This is fathers. Okay? Come on. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate you. Lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Reprove. Oh, tell the wise man, I'm not in competition with you. You don't understand what I'm trying to do for you. And if you keep reading, you're going to find out what I'm trying to do with you. Student or son. Listen to the counsel. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's not time for your opinion. Not yet. Need you to listen to what's happening here. I need you to find out what type of man you are. Quick to rebuke. Quick to, to rebuttal. Quick to say this is right. You don't go and take in the trigonometry class and you tell the teacher this is how it's done. Wait till you see the whole formula. Okay? Wait till you see the whole formula and see that it's being formed. And after you have assessed, then with uttermost respect, ask the teacher, what is happening here? No, this is no, this is I'm, I'm serious. This is for man and woman. Okay, see, and that's another thing. Everybody think you know because I may have talked to you in a certain situation, I'm talking to you, absolutely. But I'm also talking to three or four more other people that are going through the same thing that you are going through. So oh, I, I just gotta get, I gotta crush that. You talking about me? Absolutely. But it's talking about you and everybody else so we can get this thing right. It's not just you. But everybody think about me. No, not like that. If you just listen to this scripture, you'll get it. Amen. I'm passionately in love with you. So much. See, that's going to get in my other thing. See, just hold on. Read this again. Read this again. I got it. Come on. Read this again. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. See, then immediately I know who I'm dealing with. Come on. Verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man, oh. and he will be yet wiser. Stop, stop. 
So a wise man is supposed to receive instruction. Hold on. He's a wise man. He's already wise. But he needs, he needs what? Instruction. Because he's trying to, he has to build upon. So he can become wiser. But if you get mad because I tell you something and it ain't the way you want it to be. See, you're not wise now. Now you're foolish. Now you're limiting your ability. Okay? Y'all getting it? Come on. Let's do this. Read it. Give instruction to a wise man. And he will be yet wiser. Oh, my. Just stop right there. Isn't that beautiful? I had to do my little skip on that one. I got some wise men in here. Y'all hear me? I got some wise men in here. And I'm just trying to help you become Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's go. Let's Teach go. a righteous man, one upright and in right standing with God. Look at that. And he will increase in learning. He will increase in learning. If you would just be quiet. And let me do my job. Y'all understand? See, because you can sit here and you can just be like, mm-hmm, yeah, daughter, mm-hmm, yeah. See, that's to you, you're being, you're talking. I need to be quiet. That's right. Because you won't be snatchable. I didn't want to use that. I didn't want to use the cliche. I can't stand them all the time. You won't be. I mean, this I don't help. I just want to know, am I helping some of the men? Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. This is my job. This is why I'm teaching this. He don't have me talking about Meshivifeth or nobody right now. He's got me talking about this with you, men, the image. Okay? Let's go. This is not the teaching yet. But go ahead. It is. Go ahead, man. Did we get it? That was the end of verse 9. All right, stop right there then. That's good. That is so good. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> talk about the Father. Right? And we was talking about the image. What, what happens... We had a great experience with uh, Pastor Rudy and his sons yesterday. And his son is like in high school. But he walks in such wisdom like his father. And it's almost hard to distinguish who is talking. But he has his own personality. He has his own will. But he also has the imprint of his earthly father. He has an example of his earthly father. His image now of who he is won't be skewed. 
especially at his age now where he can challenge his daddy. See, and that's what most men mess up. You know why? Because you never had the right image of a father before you. That's how you feel that you can challenge. I've got to get it. You've got to have this. I know this. I'm 55 years old. I've experienced pretty much everything you have. That's why I'm qualified. And he walked in more image and control than some of the grown men. He can't be no more than 17. What image is being created and formed in this young man? Nice looking could be with any younger could be, but he's close always with his daddy. He's always close in proximity. Because only what the father has can be imparted into him. Only. See, most men, a lot of men, not all, have an issue have an issue with the father figure if they didn't have the correct father figure. Because he hadn't instilled discipline into him. He don't have the right image. Okay. All right. Let me, I, I'm going to go there. When you don't grow up with the right father image, it can be hard receiving from a father. Y'all hear me? This over the table, men and women. Okay? So if you didn't have the right image, I didn't say that one because you got some that are there. My father was there, he was a provider. He was military. I grew up military. We didn't sleep in on Saturdays. We was up 7.30, bed made. You, in the, you ain't in the house. He taught me a lot of things, a lot of discipline things. He taught me, you know, how to be accountable. He taught me how to be committed. He taught me a lot of natural things, but not spiritual. He taught me how to work hard. He, all those things he instilled into me not my mama what my mother did was all of the activities that I was involved in and I wasn't I was probably the only child was always involved in activities I was never home I was always on a team doing something she was there at every one when I lost she was there support we lost. I scored four touchdowns, but we still lost. She was there. I'm supposed to win with four touchdowns. <laughs> and one of our 98 yard. Okay. I was supposed to win. But we didn't. <laughs> but she was there. And all of those pivotal, could be heartbreaking, you know, moments in my life. She was there. 
every one of my tracks. In the rain, she was there. In the snow, she was there. She was always there. But not my father. It wasn't. It was great to have some support versus no support. That was excellent, though. And she helped me how to respond to a mother response to her son in his time of need. She, she helped me see how she responded to me. I was close. I was a mama's boy. I told, I told people that. I was a mama's boy. Talked to my mama every day. Miss my mother. Mm. Well, I don't understand how some of the kids can treat their parents like they do. So a lot of times we have an issue receiving from a father when you didn't have that image. And the image that the father places in his son or his daughter can only come from the father. Okay. And if you don't have, what happens is when, you can't re, when it's hard to receive from that father, you will suffer with self-worth. And, and, and that's like a, an octopus. It has a lot of tentacles. So, what will happen is you'll begin to overcompensate. Things and issues of your life. When you don't have that right image, everything seems amplified, blown up. Okay, I'm trying to. Here we go. Now, now watch this. How important the father image is. Overcompensate means this: to take excessive measures in attempting to correct, to correct or make amends for an error. Or weakness or problems. See how important this is? This is what the father does. He, he brings order. My son, when, let's see, when he went in to the army, and what I imparted in him before he left, See, this is, this is another thing. It, it, only the man can do that. The birthright is given to the son from the father, right. not the mother. Right. So I observed him, and I know his relationship with his biological. It wasn't that one. Right. So I told him, and did you remember that? I can see it right now. And I told him, I said, because of that, don't you overcompensate with your love for your child. You're going to mess them up. That's right. You know how I know that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to overcompensate. You're going to love them the wrong way. And when it's time for you to... Discipline them. You can't raise the hand or the rod. In correction. That's what a lot, a lot of you had that issue. 
Okay. And see, then you got to be careful when it comes to a, 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 a boy being whipped or disciplined by his mother. Because if you, the father's out there, see, he's going to end up getting angry. And he's going to have a thing against women. And it's going to come out either one way, in violence or sexual. This is some good teaching right here. So, I told him that. Now, it's up to him to do that. But you'll love him wrong. You won't see that he needs correction. Because your lack of your image of love that you didn't receive, you will overcompensate. And you won't be able to see what he needs to be corrected in. Y'all got what I'm saying? Oh, man. It it absolutely is. It is. But this is why the role of the father is so important. The father, spirit gives that child the spirit of self-worth. Because of his correction. Because of his guidance. The Father Spirit gives that child a sense of self-worth. That's why it screws up the child when the father abuses sexually his daughter. What has that done to her self-worth or the image of a man to her? It can go both ways, too. Because that's what happened to the aura. Y'all know what that is, right? Robert. So image, so image, so image. His image. His image, his image of a father to say, no, you don't do that. Oh, man. See, when you know someone has paid the price for you, that's what makes you valuable. When you know someone has paid the price for you, that's what makes you valuable. Mm. What the father does, the father brings the spirit of unity. Prophets, you was in there wherever she is. See, you don't know who you are. It doesn't mean you, you know you don't. Not for real, because uh, I'm helping you. I'm and see, another thing, y'all got to understand. When, when we're up here teaching and preaching, there are going to be other people hearing this. So it's not necessarily got to be you who's going to be watching it. Okay? For now and afar off. 
So, what the Father brings is unity, and he also brings a sense of pride in that young man. The only the Father can bestow. It was nothing like when I was, I didn't get to do it with my firstborn. But because of the spirit of adoption, I was able to do it to my son now by that means. And I was able to pray for him and decree over his life. You can't do that. Because you don't carry the blessing. Where's Isaac? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, the blessing that, oh, man, see? Mm-mm. And that's what I do. That's what I'm trying to do with the spiritual son. This is why you're going to grow so fast, Mario, because your heart is with the king. Not me. Not me. Not me. It's with the king. This is why you can serve the way you serve. They're going to hear your testimony. Don't worry. talk with him. I, I love what he said. He said, he said to me, in the room tonight, he said, Pastor, he said, you know, and this is the father. He's got two kids. And he said, I know that. I might not always agree with you. Which means he might not understand at the moment. He might not understand. So, in, in his mind, I might not agree with it because I don't understand. Wise man. And you're going to become wiser. See? He told me right up. I mean, I like it because I could talk to him like a man. I ain't got to talk to him in his feelings. And I told him, I said, there are going to be some things you're not going to agree with me. Because you might not understand at the moment. But you stay there, and I tell them, you're going to see it. I was telling another minister the same thing. I was at a ministry for 10 years, and I didn't agree with everything that came across. I didn't understand until I accepted my call as a pastor. Now I understand. I didn't understand, but I didn't put it in a place of offense. I put it in a place where I'm going to get it. I understand. But right now, I'm here to help. I'm here in the ministry to help. I ain't here to scrutinize you and tell you what you should say, what you shouldn't say. I'm here to help. And this is what we did at our ministry. I was there to help. It's like a child. You don't understand everything, your parents, and why they do what they do. But the minute you raise up, see, that's the problem. See, it's always that. It's always the, the it, it always happened in the family. It's so great, so great. But some of the kids, not all, will rise up against 
The Father. I don't know, just like you do. That Father. I just might get the brunt of it. But a child doesn't know. But a child doesn't know what a parent knows. You can't. So if she can't tell the pastor where he should go, then you don't need me. My job is to lead you. You might not like to go through this valley, but you need to go because everybody else is going. Watch the side note. So all y'all tithers. So all you tithers, you know, it's a tide, and, and it's a tide of everything. This is how you know you're not a tither. That's 24 hours in a day. And two hours and 40 minutes is a tide of worship, praise, and study. So you're not tithing. It's of everything. It's of everything. So out of 24 hours a day, two hours and 40 minutes is your tithe. Hurry up quick, Pastor. Hurry up quick. No, it's a tide of all. I sure hope it did. Not an offering. It's a 10% of all. That means... <laughs> Y'all didn't see that one, did you? That was a side. It's a side. So I'm coming up short in my tithe, in my praise, my worship, and my study. And that is your, oh, I'm going to go there to your reasonable duty yet. I'm going to teach on that too. I'm going to get there. All right. So will a man rob God? Yes, absolutely. But you think it's just money. See, that's what your mind is. He wants a tenth of your life. Okay, they like that's all. No, but that praise and that worship is a tithe. He said, of all. Okay. Here we go. The Father. It's quiet, ain't nobody saying. Praise God for that turning on those tables and chairs and nothing. <laughs> nothing. So I'm coming up short on my worship, my praise. Okay. Watch this. Let me talk about the father. Father is important, right? I didn't get to go where I'm, but I, I got it. Oh, gee. I want to talk about the good shepherd. <laughs> Let's see here. Fathers bring what? Unity, order in the home, correct? Mm. And in the family, yes. Let's see. The founding fathers of the United States. 
the founding fathers of Betsy Davis. Now, it's the fathers, okay, of the United States. Stop for a second. The founding fathers of the United, of the United, the founding fathers of the United States. State just means country. Okay? It means a nation. Let's see here. Country means a nation with its government occupying a particular territory. So Virginia is a country. Georgia is a country. Texas is a country. Florida is a country. New York is a country. These are all classified as countries. Watch this. They were classified at first. <laughs> but the founding fathers were able to unite them and call them the United States. They were all independent. Self-sovereign. They was a nation. But the founding fathers, fathers do what? They unite. So the United States is founded by the founding fathers, whether you agree with them or not. Yeah? yeah. So the U.S. is built on the spirit of fathers. The founding fathers. This nation. Abraham is the father of many nations, of Israel. And he's also the father of faith. Okay, see how important father and fathering is in the image of father? Fathers birth nations. It's not the founding sisterhood. It's the founding father. Every nation it's fathered by a father. God didn't change anything. God gave birth to a nation through a father. Hmm. Haiti was founded by a father. I ain't going to try that first name, but it's Levator. Minister Shamir, you know who I'm talking about? To a saint, to a saint, Levator. I think that's how you say it. Ooh, that was good. That's right, it did. He fathered Haiti. Along with Alexander, Petty or somebody like that, somebody else too, but it was fathered. Now what happened is, now what's going on with Haiti? When you think Haiti, you think what? Yeah. So at first, Haiti was, they, they, were, they were sacrificing 
then they move to the animals. So may that be the problem with Haiti? That's what they were offering. It's human blood. Mm, just saying, just give you some thought in your study. Nelson Mandela. He's the father of the new South Africa. Nations of birth through fathers. Go ahead. And inside of you, there are two nations, he said. Two forms of people. Mm, mm, mm. But the seed came from the father. Oh, my God. Woo, come on, come on, come on. And he gave birth, Nelson Mandela, to a fatherless nation. He did. They were in bondage, slavery, oppressed, right? And when he got out, he brought unity, a sense of pride and self-work now to a people that were oppressed. Father brings unity. So this is why you have to have a father in the home, because he brings unity. If he understand who he is. Because a lot of us had fathers and didn't now, they didn't know who they were. But just the presence, even statistically, just the presence of a father in there, your kids are more likely not to have a criminal life. Right. We didn't go, go scriptural yet. Just his presence there. Your children have a better chance. Because you always got one that goes astray. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. At least one. Mm -hmm. Man, not all the time, but at least one. <sighs> Fidel Castro. <laughs> he fathered Cuba, right? Cuba. Cuba. Whether you like them or not, good or bad. But they were under <laughs> some rough oppression before he got in. Okay. But he birthed that nation. Kwame Kuma. Y'all know who that is? Kwame Kuma. He's the father of Ghana. He's the one that stood up against the British and got their independence and freedom. He brought unity to all of the tribes. This is what a father does. When a nation is being established, he brings unity. When a home is being established, the father brings unity in the home. Yeah? Ooh. Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson. They were all Americans or so-called founding fathers of America, right? Our children do not respect adults because they do not respect the fathers. See how important your job is as a father? Future fathers, you see how important? Yeah? You need to know these things. This ain't no male bashing, fathers. I'm talking to the ones who need this. If your father was there and he was great, awesome. Then you shouldn't be a problem then. 
Yeah. Just good teaching. Man. What's wrong? Y'all need more scripture? Y'all want more scripture? Y'all see the importance of the image of the father? And the woman, because of her experience with her father, when the suitor comes, that image that's been imparted into her is what she should identify with as father. But if he didn't have one, it's going to be hard for you to identify what you need to work with. So now you choose. See, father is everything. Fatherhood, I was teaching fatherhood, and then, you know, I rose and as men and, and uh, how they're snatching the masculinity from the male, the order of the male. God orders that a man has the authority. He establishes. So it can't be two women raising a family. It can't be. And it can't be two men. Because he's supposed to have a helper. Yeah? So your children would have the right image. And this is what he's trying to do is make sure. And I told you, marriage, you come together, it's for the spiritual offspring that you are supposed to produce. But guess what? I'm trying to do that in here too. It's produce spiritual offspring. Most men have a lot of problems. Submitting. I love it. Paul said, when I was a child, I thought like a child. I'm, now I'm full grown. I put away childish things. Now, I want to become wise. Now, correct me so I can become wiser. But you let the words of the Father, or I'm hoping is the Father of Heaven and not Satan, because he's a daddy too. Children of wrath. He, he has children too. They're satanic wounds. He's birthing too. Yeah? It's just so much imagery when it comes to the father and his responsibility and what he's capable of. He he's actually has the image of his father. You, every man, you have the image of your father. He gave that to Adam. She came out of Adam. But the image was given to Adam. Image is character. So, if your father won't there... There's a character flaw. And you got to be careful how you overcompensate for the error. But he said, I'm going to give you new ones. All you have to do is receive. I have a biological son and I have an adopted son. 
And I can't tell the, dis- the difference between the two. I can't tell the difference. In my heart, there is no difference. No difference. How a lot of times we have blended families, but there's a difference. But in me, there's no difference. I love both sovereignly, equally. See, my bondage has a place in my heart that my adopted can't get. But my adopted has a place in my heart that the biological can't get because they're both their own places. No one can occupy any other place. That's how I suppose. That's why I don't have parents have favorites. I have no favorites. Now, what you do have is intimacies because some are more intimate than the others. Different levels of intimacy based on them. But mine's is never changing. I'm the father. I bring unity. I bring order. You can't do that if you don't know who you are. See, that's a man of chaos, not order. That's not a man of peace. And you're supposed to be the peacemaker, the diffuser. Uh, Hey, teacher. I guess I'll get into the shepherd next week. Still talking about (laughs) relationship and fatherhood. Oh, man, I got some stuff. I I got some stuff, teacher. Hey. All right. Mm -mm. Who's your daddy? Now, and a lot of times, she married in the image of her dad. She did. She married in the image. Where you go? Oh, oh the mic is out. <laughs> she married in the image of her father. A lot of things that she tells um, that he did, she see in me. It's funny that her daddy name, nickname was Buddy, and so is mine. Now, come on, y'all. Really? It won't Chester or something like that? <laughs> Bobcat or somebody? It's, I'm just saying, it's Buddy. Buddy. So you know that's got... <laughs> it's Buddy. It's Buddy. So when you see me, you still see images or reflections of your father. My father. Uh, the stuff that he imparted into you. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. He missed me. I miss him, too. Amen. <laughs> um, I'm really thankful for the word today. Um, and I really pray that what you heard, uh, it wasn't just another word, but it was an oppor- it is an opportunity to be wiser. I was speaking to one of the ministers uh, yesterday, and I said, I have to always keep learning. If I stop and fail to continue to learn, 
I can't overcome the new day. Because that day have problems. Even though we sometimes may face, appear to face the same issues in life, you're interacting with people, different people, personalities, and it wears on you. A lot, of thing, a lot of things go on inside of our minds and we're not aware of what needs to be repaired. Pastor, you, met, you mentioned something that I mentioned that I was having a conversation with in a small study. I look, I'm at the conference and I'm still doing a small study, <laughs> trying to get it in. And um, as I was speaking, Holy Spirit intercepted and he presented an illustration to bring clarity in the conversation. And I said, it's like a math problem. And you mentioned that in your study, in your teaching today. I said, matter of fact, it's an algebra problem to where you may can get through half of the problem and you have that right. But with algebra, you have to finish the entire equation. You can't get not one, I mean, not one letter, not anything. And when, when you actually do that formula, it is one problem can take up a whole page. I know you, the students know that, right? I said, but you get to go and feel real good about yourself because you've gotten at least half of it right. But the teacher's trying to tell you something else. And See, but you can't get it because, look, you're trying to say that they're wrong, the teacher's wrong, and you're right, only because you've only completed part of the equation. And I said, what God does, because this is why you need pastors and teachers, is to get you to the resolve. You don't have it in you as smart as some of us you really are, and, but you don't have it in you. And the reason God didn't put it in you immediately because you couldn't handle it. It would destroy you. It would be too much for you to bear. This is why God says, I won't put any more on you than you can bear. <laughs> okay. So, Pastor, when it comes to bringing correction, and I truly understand it. And I realized yesterday, being with two women, I'm in my 50s. Then I said, and you're in your 40s, and you're in your 30s. But catch this. We are continually aging, all of us, right? The question is, when are we going to get it? But when are you going to actually know how to have a relationship and not be overtaken. When, when is that going to happen? <laughs> when are you going to experience 
to be in a relationship and it remain at a permanent peace. And the thing about that, that can happen in this moment. It can happen in this moment. The reason that I say I'm a woman, it's not any part of the day that I'm trying to be a woman. See, but as a believer, you struggle with being a believer. Either you, you are a believer or you're not. This is why our entire life journey to this point is so difficult. Because we haven't decided. We haven't made the choice. Because this is what the word of God does, Pastor. Obviously, you know. I'm just, you know. <laughs> the word of God, it says, it's like a two-edged sword, right? It divides. What is it dividing? It's dividing day and night. It's dividing Darkness and light is dividing sin and holiness. It's, and when it divides, if you don't receive the correction, Pastor, this is what happens. What happens is it creates a wound. And the wound evangelist, it says it is rotten and it, it smells and... And it's hard to bear. See, correction, it can bring healing or it can bring your destruction. Because the word brings judgment. The word does. So if you receive it, it brings healing. It brings deliverance. In a moment. But if you reject it, it brings judgment. It brings a wound. You're now, you're wounded. And then, see, when after that happens, it's still not done. Keisha, the next thing that happened is that you then develop your own doctrine. You develop your own doctrine. So then still when you hear the word of God in your own mind, you are, you are, you have a traditional Sadducee type of mentality. You're, you're actually saying the word, but you Cannot is not possible for you to be the word because there is a wound that is smelling. It says it's, it's, it has a foul odor. That's the sense. Oh, I'm gonna have some people even in this study. So now you have your own doctrine coming, and so. The more you even come and hear the truth, 
It goes against your doctrine. This is it. Minister died. This is the struggle of the Christian. And then what happens is kids do this. They get upset. They go talking to someone else that they know they can talk to about the parents. They're upset. Instead of coming to the word of God, says, come and reason. Come, come let us reason together. But what happens, they go to an unqualified, unauthorized. And I, I heard, I was privy to that happening here. And I was, I was so frustrated. Because I could see, I could see there was already a wound. The person was already wounded. See, now you're going to make it spread now. Throughout the person's body. And they already has developed a doctrine. This is how the enemy, Cindy, pulls the sheep away from the shepherd. And now you no longer see and sense who is your shepherd. And now you're confused because you don't know where to go. And you don't know where to feed. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm not doing a separate message. All right. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm coming back. I'm back here. I'm back, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. See, God is God of order. You see that? Y'all know you said, take what's funny. I'm going to go ahead and end it. I'm going to end it because yeah, I'm just going to end it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I know it was Holy Spirit. It was like, wait a minute. Oh, done. It's, it's so awesome. I tell you, when you really know who is your shepherd. Because ministry is nothing like, first of all, you won't really know. This is why God provides when you're born again. He said, Abba, I'm your father. See, because you need a father. Abba, I'm your father. See, then your, your mother wasn't there. I'll be your mother. I am. I am whatever you need. I Don't sisters that you have. But those who are, are not married, I am your husband. I am whatever you need so you are not void of anything. And so you can fully develop and function according to the purpose in which I've called you. There's no reason that a believer is not growing and functioning the way that God has called and designed you to be. He's called you to be that. This is why the gathering is so purposeful because when you come together, there's a calling up of your purpose. 
It demands when we get together, it should be intentional. It is to call up the greatness inside of you. When we get together and start talking about the word of God, it should remind you who you are and where you're going. And you're going the wrong way. Just to talk about the word of God, it should bring about a repentance. It should bring about a change. It should bring about some clarity. It should bring about purity. It should bring you to a mind of absolute resolve that I will be a husband. We're talking about the word of God. You can't be pulled. Ministers, come on up. You can't be pulled if my spouse or friends are not living according to the letter of the word of God. I can't be now conformed to your actions and your ways. I am to be an example. I don't care how long you act the way that you act. I will in my righteousness. What's happening is we are allowing people response to call them to not be in a steady, I'm to my stable place of righteousness. When the psalmist was singing, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Purify me. Because I just want to bring you glory. Do we stop to think about how we are living? What we're saying, what we're doing. Pastor, the word of God speaks about even the factions of, of the mind and, and how we've been talking. <laughs> Only those who are pure in heart can serve God. That song was so prophetic at this time. I said, Lord God, what are we doing? What are we doing? And the enemy is getting more and more ground on our life. And we're getting comfortable not serving God. And we're complaining. But Lord God, what, what about you? My, my, I, I, we need some time off. We, he said, have you ever really been on active duty with me? He said, you've been on reserve the whole time. I thank you. This is a time to come up and with all what been said today, the, the wise woman, the wise man at this time, it's time for us to be wiser because you ought to continue to learn and continue to grow. Don't be sitting there satisfied where you're at and you're good. And the Lord knows I'm, I'm, I'm growing and I'm developing. And that's good. But this is supposed to be a continual thing. Because the enemy, if he, if he does not have an advantage on you now, he is still working to get that advantage. And to be ahead of him, you have to be ahead in the kingdom and being aggressive in the things of God. Not in your own personal life. So come on up. This time for offering. This is a time to give God what's his.
If you don't understand tithes and offering, pray that Holy Spirit, if you have Holy Spirit, that he would reveal to you this is something that he has commanded, not man. It's part of our stewardship. There any sickness, mental sickness, physical sickness in the body. Come up, get prayer for that. How long will we be halt between two opinions? We are to simply pick a God. And whoever that God be, serve him wholeheartedly.